Hi there, I'm Andy, a moon chasing, manifesting, wander lover, and feel good aficionado. Consider me your woo woo best friend. This show is a sacred space for ideas, concepts, and modalities that might be considered taboo, but that I personally find a great magic in. In these conversations, my mission is to inspire confidence, worth, and mystical thinking in our modern world. Let's get into it, shall we? Hello, my friends. I am so excited about this episode. So as I'm starting to record this, I am sitting in my home in New Orleans. It's storming outside. It's one of those like magical spring storms. And I shared the news on last week's episode about our big move across the country and calling in our new home and that whole experience. So it's a bit bittersweet that I'm sitting here in my New Orleans home the last episode that I will have recorded here. And this episode is an interview with a New Orleans friend. So I'm so excited about it. Keonse, as Keonse says, if you're nasty, is a spiritual life and business coach, a tarot reader, a cultural sociologist based here in New Orleans. And is incredibly knowledgeable about all sorts of different practices, philosophies, spirituality um, experiences from New Orleans hoodoo and Mississippi hoodoo to Buddhism, to Kabbalah, to Christianity and Catholicism. There's so much wisdom that's going to be shared in this episode and that Keonse shares on the platform called Millennial Soul Food, where they are constantly just dropping incredible knowledge about spell work, about the different types of kitchen witchery that you can try out. And we're going to talk about all of that stuff. You are really coming into a conversation that is like best friend slumber party conversation. And I promise that Keonse will be back again with more magic, more spell work that you can tap into and explore on your own because there's so much goodness coming in this episode. So here we go. Meet my friend, Keonse. Let's do it. Okay, let's do it. I I have, yes, I can see you. And of course the listeners cannot. And so I know that we've already been cutting up and I'm like, (laughs) tell me how I should pronounce your name. And you're like, Keonse, if you're nasty. So here we go. Let's go. Let's go. Okay, I'm so excited to talk to you. My New Orleans people, I love it so much. I, as you know, I shared this with you. I'm just, when this episode comes out, I'll have just completed a big move and Mm I'll just be getting settled into my West Coast living experience, but New Orleans is truly home for me, and I've been here for so many years, and I love it so much. And this is where you are here in New Orleans. Yes, yeah, it is. It is, and influences so much of who you are and what you're mm-hmm. up to. Um, so I'm going to ask you first 
a few astrology questions because that's where we always yeah. start. But then I want to get right into your story and you you've got you've got such a cool story. So I'm excited. Oh, to, thank you. Yeah, I'm excited <laughs> to get into it. Let's get into okay. it. So first, your astrological chart, your mm-hmm. sun, moon, and rising. Would you mm-hmm. share that with me and and the folks yes. who are listening? So my sun is in Capricorn, and then my moon is in Capricorn, and mm. then my I'm a rising Aquarius. So um, yeah, I definitely feel it. Uh, I won't say that being a moon in Cap- like Capricorn, having my moon in Capricorn is like easy, um, but you know I have kind of integrated it into my um, philosophy as a spiritual person. Um, so I, I love astrology and did you want me to explain a little bit, I guess, about my yeah. personality profile? Do it. Um, so I definitely do identify with the sun and moon, um, in Capricorn. Um, I love kind of like structure. Um, I also am, I would say I'm a pretty grounded individual and I do sort of, um, once you get to know me, I think I do exhibit a lot of Capricorn characteristics as, in terms of like, um, I know a lot of people, but I I don't really get to know, know a lot of people. Mm. Like people don't really get to know the private me a whole lot. Um, so I would say Capricorns are very good at um, not being like chameleons, but kind of chameleons and, you know, um, showing up in certain uh, social situations. Um not, I guess, like in a shallow way, but kind of in a way to conserve energy yeah. and, you know, in a meaningful way. So also anytime I talk, I don't really like, I'm a pretty quiet person outside of my work or whatever. I'm very silly, but if I'm talking, usually it's something that I want to say. I don't really talk like just to say words. Yeah. So, um, and then I would say the Aquarius rising is very much so my like social profile, um, just, I guess it kind of is reflected in the nature of my work, um, with spirituality. And I'm really interested in like technology and, um, the future, like Afrofuturism, um, kind of conceptualizing what the future looks like, um, with spirituality. So I'm very Aquarian in that, um, sense. And also, um, I think, yeah, I'm very Aquarian in terms of the humanitarian sense, technology, thinking about the future, um, but also, I do like my distance from people. So I, um, I'm i very concerned with like ideas. I love ideas and like thinking about this kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, I do kind of enjoy being, um, I guess, more solitary. Yeah, I uh, I love that <laughs> Capricorn Aquarius mashup. That's so good. I'm, an, I'm a Capricorn rising, which okay. it's funny. I've had a lot of folks on the show thus far that have Capricorn somewhere in their big three. So I feel like every week I'm like, Capricorn rising, Capricorn rising. <laughs> I don't know. We in here. Yeah, I, I must be attracting that Capricorn energy. Also, maybe it's just that like Capricorns like get shit done. So, Period. Cardinal know. signs. Yeah. It's like I I get tired of other people because I have to start shit all the time. Yeah. So t- <laughs> anyway. No, I yeah. feel it. I feel we it. do. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's why I've had so many Capricorn folks on the first like. 12 episodes because they're the ones like checking email and getting back to me right Mm -hmm. away like hey let's do it let's get it done I do have to control my anxiety though so there is a lot of anxiety associated with being type a but I have recently come out of a shadow period where I um I stopped drinking coffee Mm. and I have um 
I guess I've been able to sort of modify some of my um, coping mechanisms and Mm -hmm. behaviors to be more healthy. So, um, yeah, and I just got out of my Saturn's return maybe like a few months ago. So, um, yeah, those are some lessons I've been learning. Yeah, yeah. I I did the uh, coffee. I got I got off the coffee last year. Do you have any? Okay, this is not what we're here to talk about, but we're gonna. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you. Whatever, sleepover, yeah. best friends. <laughs> That's right. So, do you have a coffee sub that you're using now that you're drinking now that you really like that helped you to get out of the get out of it? Yeah, I, I'm drinking kratom. So, um, kratom it's like this powder and it's green it's like this herb um i think it's from asia but i would warn don't i mean check with your doctor (laughs) before you consume any of it because it it's like it it's like a workout enhancer also okay um but it gives you energy but it's not like you don't get the crash that you do with coffee or the kind of like gritty teeth feeling yeah. Um, or, you know, like the, like all of a sudden the world's going to blow up. You know how you're so caffeinated, <laughs> you feel caffeinated. You're like, oh, my God, I'm about to explode. Yeah. So I, that doesn't happen. Kratom, if you drink too much of it, it makes you kind of like sleepy a little bit. So it, or mm-hmm. it's kind of like it makes you kind of more like um, not sedated, but calmer. Got it. But it's a stimulant if you only have one cup of it okay. with, with water because it is a lot on the liver. Um, Because it's like a new substance, you know, that you're consuming and stuff. So I think as far as your liver processing it, drinking a lot of water with it can help. Okay, I'm gonna check it out. I'm on. Yeah, I'll check it out. I do a um, like a dandelion root. That's my coffee sub. Oh, I'm gonna try that. It's it's like the one I the one I drink. It's called Dandy Blend, and it's Mm. it tastes like it's roasted like chicory which you know mm-hmm. about chicory as a New Orleans yeah. person. We all we all know about chicory around here. Um, but yeah, I really like it and it tastes like coffee, but it mm-hmm. I don't I don't feel like I'm gonna explode like when I'm drinking yeah. coffee. Yeah, dandelion root. Hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna try that out. Yeah, you'll yeah, have to check I also, it out. Um, I am a certified barista, so I definitely know about the um, chicory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like yes. to mention that just because I worked at a coffee shop for a month and got the training and then worked for two weeks and I was like, You're Hell certified. No. <laughs> Uh, you yeah, got the certification the, and you're the out. people were too much. I could not. That's why I really commend a lot of the um, service industry people here. That yeah. was pre-COVID also. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. It is a lot. Okay. You you are doing a lot in, in, your, yes. in your work also. So let's talk about that. So you're a spiritual life and business coach, a tarot reader. You have a background in cultural sociology mm-hmm. and you are constantly offering really interesting experiences. I, I of course found you on Instagram and was mm-hmm. like, okay, the lessons, the learning, the education I get just from like hanging out on your Instagram page. Oh yes, Yeah. I mean, it's like y- you, hoodoo i want to talk about hoodoo we've mm-hmm. we we the people that follow you on instagram get to learn a lot of a lot of little tips around bringing a bit of a hoodoo practice into our lives so mm-hmm. yeah tell me about all the things you're up to so um i i have my patreon millennial soul food patreon um and then my podcast and um i also do digital marketing so I have some clients that I work with like for digital strategy, but um, I guess primarily my projects center around like spirituality um, and I do love like um, 
I guess creative consulting is something, it's kind of a new thing, I guess, but like consulting with people on um, their creativity and their process of growing their business. But also we talk about like spiritual components of that and working through, working through different kinds of blocks that relate to like self-confidence and, um, you know, fear of success a lot of times. Yeah. So um, that's primarily what I do. I'm I'm not doing readings now because those are kind of energetically draining. Sure. And I've been doing, I have a lot of like, I'm doing a lot of spiritual stuff because um, I, I practice Ifa, which is this um, Nigerian spiritual tradition. Um, but so I'm doing a lot of content creation and I guess all of this is kind of a part of... Um, an eventual curriculum because I have my academy that I teach. So I teach the Cyber Witch Academy and Tarot Academy. Um, But yeah, primarily all of my work kind of, I don't know, I get inspiration from from spirit a lot. It's just my spirit guides. They tell me what to do. But um, it's kind of in a vein of like um, forwarding thinking around occultism and spirituality and um, society. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's it's so good. Yeah, it's a lot. It's, My book's coming so out good. in a few years, so I don't know. Perfect. Okay, so we have the book, we have the podcast, we have yeah. the Patreon content creation. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and if you if you hang out on Millennial Soul Food and check out what you're up to, there's just so much education that it needs to all be in a course for sure. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And you already have the Cyber Witch Academy and the Tarot Academy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so in those in the Cyber Witch Academy, uh, we talk about what it means to be a witch in 2021 as like as for, in terms of using the Internet, not only to find community, but to find different ideas for rituals and, um, you know, different material to like spiritually elevate or to um, work through different kinds of spiritual blocks. And then with Tarot Academy, um, I've been doing tarot for like 14 years now. And so um, that is just all about the numerology of tarot. It's about the philosophy of tarot, why tarot works. Um, It's a pretty deep dive into all of those topics. Perfect. Perfect. So you and I talked on the phone the other day and we mm-hmm. talked about that. We were going to talk today about love and money. Two things yes. everybody wants to talk hey, about. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> we're going to talk about love and money. So <gasps> if, you're, if you're here for either of those things, if you want mm-hmm. love, if you want money, we're mm-hmm. going to talk about it. So yes. I, before we get into it, I would love mm-hmm. for you to talk a little bit about, hoodoo for someone who's listening mm-hmm. and is like, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. What mm-hmm. is hoodoo? Mm-hmm. What is hoodoo? So basically all cultures have um, a component that is spiritual and kind of um, associated with the healing arts. So hoodoo specifically is, um, it's like a spiritual system that um, black Southern people created during um, like enslavement as a form of um, healing. So there's a lot of herbalism, understanding um, the uses of plants, understanding the metaphysical uses for plants. Um, so for instance, using bay leaf for prosperity, that is understanding the metaphysical part, but also the, you know, new, bay leaves have a lot of nutrients and all that kind of stuff. So um, a lot of it centers around that. And then uh, the other parts is like, there's like energy work, 
um because i guess we call it like laying hands um and then also it's kind of like a it's like a way of forming community and passing down knowledge um because hoodoo is a conglomeration of um native american spiritual traditional like healing arts um Catholicism, there's a lot of that influence. Protestant Christianity, depending on what part of the country you're in. New Orleans hoodoo is more influenced by Catholicism because that is the predominant religion here, but you know, because of um, Spanish and French colonization. Whereas where I'm from in Mississippi, it's more Protestant. So um, that is another component. And then the uh, like uh, West African spiritual tradition. So there's a lot of elements of like Ifa and Vodou and um, Palo. And so it's kind of like a, it's a mixture of those. So it's a magic system also. So we do like spells and all that kind of stuff too. Um, so yeah, that's primarily what hoodoo is. And I would say there's a huge debate about appropriation and hoodoo, but the material that I put out it's um, anyone can use a bay leaf for prosperity. I would say hoodoo and appropriation more so has to do, I think, with um, there is a lot of appropriation of hoodoo in New Orleans. But I think that is because there is like a lot of use of the knowledge, like black people's knowledge. But there isn't really any kind of economic um, reciprocity, you know, as far as the marketing and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. So I think it's that is a huge, that's a macro issue. But if someone's on my Instagram and they decide to do one of my spells, I'm not, that's not really a huge deal. Does that make sense? Yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah, I kind of wanted to just kind of make that known. Yeah, yeah. Well, one of the things we're going to talk about is spell work. So mm -hmm. that's that's a that's a good thing to make known. Yes. So if somebody's at home and they want to they want to try out what you're going to share with us, mm -hmm. that Feel is free. that is all good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But if you're a tourist in New Orleans and you're acting a fool and just kind of <laughs> just taking what you're seeing and then there's no money exchange, not so cool. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And then I would say also, I mean, a lot of the shop owners here, there has been a lot of appropriation mm -hmm. too. That's kind of a contentious issue. Yeah. But um, I think that has to do a lot with structural, um, like structural inequality and racism too. Because yeah. there is a lot of classism here too also. But sure. um, yeah. yeah, but as far as spell work, I did want to kind of give a little intro to why yeah. it works and stuff. Yeah, um, so let's do like, it. There's diff two different theories in the spiritualism that I um, mostly, um, I guess, adhere to whenever I'm thinking about spell work. So there's the theory that we are basically a smaller bubble of God or, you know, the universe or the universal intelligence. So when we're doing spell work, it's like we are tapping into these unconscious elements of the one or of spirit or of a different emanation of God or spirit. And there's a lot of different kinds of spirits you can work with. But there's that theory of like, you know, the mind and as above, so below. And then there's the more, um, I guess, kind of, it's a theory that's where you believe that there's spirits for everything. So nature spirits and um, money spirits and ancestors and da, 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 da. And there's an overlap between these two types of thinking or approaches. But um, this one more so has to do with using spell work to, as a form of communication with these um, higher and sometimes lower um, lower level intelligent beings. Got it. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah. let's talk spells 
for mm-hmm. money. Okay, I also want to ask you this before we get into that. So yes. there seems to be, at least I've noticed recently, there's this like debate on whether or not we should be saying, and I'm using air quotes, and mm. I know the people that are listening can't see that, but I'm using air quotes. Should we be saying money is energy? Is that mm. is that a problematic statement to say money is energy? Is money energy? Should we mm-hmm. be saying it? Are we potentially, by saying that, are we saying that someone who has less money has lower a lower mm-hmm. energy frequency or someone who has mm-hmm. more money. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I haven't heard um, a lot of debates on the problematic part of it, but I think, I do believe that money is energy, but also if we think about the way the society is structured, it's structured so the energy flows in a certain way. So privilege is, a, I guess, an accumulation of like um, economic resources and energy over time. So I would argue that... Um, I still think it's energy just because I grew up um, working class in Mississippi doesn't mean that um, that I have like less energy or whatever because I like because of how I was born. But I think it more so has to do, like I said, with the ways that people are benefiting from energy and the ways that capitalism is structured in terms of, you know, people are going to. People, I guess, in other countries, they're going to factories to work and, you know, create our clothing. So it's like they're using a lot of energy, but there's people benefiting from that energy. You know what I mean? There's people benefiting in kind of a materialistic way. So I still argue that money is energy and especially for spell work and stuff like that. Um, It's with money magic and money spell work. I think it's important um, to emphasize that you have to do the internal work as well as the external work. So there are a lot of different ways that society, this is my sociological background, but there's a lot of different ways that society is structured to keep people from learning about money and learning about the money system and learning about, you know, the way even banks work and savings accounts and, you know, credit scores work. So it is very important um, to pay attention to your own internal um, mindset, to pay attention to your thinking about money. Um, And so I always preface this with that. But um, money magic specifically works really well through mantras. And then I always just recommend people use um, candle magic if they can, or um, some crystals. So with money magic, you want to have a money altar as a space that you go to, to not only work on your mantras, um, so let's say this is a shout out to Dr. Kate Thomas, the UK witch. Um, she has this money magic course, actually. Um, and it, you go through, actually, and you do mantras to clear out karmic thinking, the way your past, um, I guess, past generations thought about money. So hers is specifically geared towards women um, and people who have been, who have been historically marginalized to rethink the way we've been conditioned to think about money. Like money isn't just for white men, you know? Money is, you know, we deserve money. And she talks about like, you know, redefining how we think about money as an energetic source sort of um, for, you know, making us happy and fulfilling our lives. So mantras are super important. You know, you can have some written at the altar. Um, crystals are very important also. Lodestone is a crystal that a lot of people use um, in prosperity work. And you can have like magnetic sand. Magnetic sand is basically this like sand that's like made from magnets, like metal. 
and it sticks to the lodestone. And you can say that at your money altar while you're like envisioning um, breaking down these barriers to your prosperity. This also works really well if you have a business or a way to make more money. Um, and also with candle magic, um, with candle magic specifically, it's like you're tuned, you're putting your intentions into this candle as a way to facilitate movement in the universe so that, you know, a constellation of things happen for you to get money, whether that's through spirits or whether that's through coincidence or all of it. So I typically with candle magic, you know, suggest a green candle. And then there are certain prosperity herbs that people can use. So you can use bay leaf, you can use rosemary. Um, you can use chamomile. This is all like kitchen witchery stuff. Um, you can use thyme. And typically with people will kind of poke holes in the candle. These are like candles in the glass. They're like called seven day candles. Okay. Um, and so I usually recommend like three, five, seven, an odd number of herbs. And if you use a seven day candle with the glass, you want to maybe poke holes in it. And people will put the herbs in there and then a little bit of money oil um, that you can purchase from, you know, any botanica or someone, a shop. And then you just let it burn and you can put, use petition paper also. Um, you can, you know, write out, I am a magical money maker or something like that. That's from Kate Thomas's, um, her um, master class. And then you can put that on top of the candle um, you can also do a sigil, which a sigil is basically where you take a sentence, take the vowels out, and then create a symbol, like a single symbol through that. Um, and then you can put that on the candle, and then you just let it burn down, and you, you know, say your prayers of intentions and stuff like that. So that is a crash course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's good. Uh, okay. So if someone's trying to figure out like what mantra should I use to call in money? Mm -hmm. How do they, how do they know? Do, is there somewhere to go to find one or should they kind of intuitively create their something mm -hmm. that resonates with them? So Google is one of my best friends. Mm -hmm. Hey girl. Um, and so definitely just Google money mantras and I like to Google them and then create my own um, from that. And so, like, for instance, I use one from Kate, actually, I, from her Money Magic course. But um, I like to create my own also. And if you're doing something more creative where you need resources, I like to say, um, I have it hanging up here. It's like, I am a co-creator with the universe. Yeah. So repeating that. And it's important to do these. You know, you want to go to your altar, your money altar every day. Um, this isn't just kind of a one day thing. And specifically with seven day candles, you can do those rituals on like around a new moon because new moons symbolize planting seeds. It's when farmers planted seeds because the moonlight, there was an increase in moonlight and it facilitated the growth of the plants. So that's kind of like um, how we do it in, in, the, um, in the witchery stuff. Because this isn't just hoodoo, it's like general witch knowledge. Yeah. Nature general witch. Just general nature witch knowledge. Mm -hmm. yes. yes. Got it. <laughs> yes. Got it. Yeah. I, I'm very much like my my personal style of witchery is very much that lunar, that lunar, mm, like connecting yes. into the lunar energetics. Mother moon. Yeah. Yes. I, it's it's so it's such a thing for me. I actually teach a lunar living course and Ooh. which is really fun. We have a we have a really good it's all the course is all around 
we we practice self-love, um, mm. different acts of self-love, and we have a ritual that we do each week. So we oh. one week we build an altar. Um, the first week we're taking a ritual bath at some point yes. that week. So we're doing that. Then we build an altar. Then there's there's a few other things. We do some cord cutting. Mm. And oh it's my a, God, girl. It's all so good. <laughs> I, I, full disclosure, I, I think I told you going through a breakup. So, um, well, it has happened, but, um, yeah, I think I love the moon because sometimes I can like, so for instance, with this breakup, you know, it's a wave of different emotions and stuff. So it's important to understand, um, how the moon works and influences, um, those waves sort of. And so I could tell from the full moon on the full moon, I had a huge breakthrough about intergenerational trauma that had to do with this breakup and the ways that I was I had that ways that I was I guess treated in the relationship sort of yeah and so um I had that realization and then literally two weeks later with the new moon there is another occurrence that I mm-hmm. had like a breakthrough so it's just interesting to see how these cycles kind of work in tandem with um like our yeah. own internal dynamics yeah yeah it's so true at the as we like move past the full moon and it's we're heading into that last quarter phase and then the disseminating and the balsamic phase that time for liberation practices like the cord cutting i I also do a there's a banishing ritual that i like to practice Mm. it's like just blending up it's all it's all kitchen witchery stuff too it's blending up some oils and some herbs and then just kind of sometimes it's like needs to go around the phone if like some mm. messages came oh. through that you got to oh get rid God. of yeah that's so, so true yeah so it's like i'm okay. banishing that energy but I, but mm. i do that at the last quarter moon when it's like i want to be super clear before going into mm. the new moon so that i'm like mm. ready to call in the new mm. last yeah. quarter okay let me I need to make note of that. Are you taking notes? Thank you so much. <laughs> yes. I'm taking notes. You're taking notes. Okay, yes. perfect. I also <laughs> wanted to mention you can do prosperity baths also. Um, those kind of tend to smell a little bit more like, um, I guess, earthy. Because I guess like thyme, you know, thyme, bay leaves, like chamomile is a little bit sweeter. But you can do baths with that. So I like to recommend that people take a French press and have the dried herbs, put the hot water in there, French press it out so you don't have the herbs, you know, give those to a tree or something or just throw them out and then put that in the bath and it's like you're seeping in a tea. Oh, that's so nice. (laughs) That's so nice. Okay. I mean, really, you could be doing a different ritual bath like every other day. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you can, if you don't want to take a bath, you can just pour the water, like, you know, you can just kind of use the water to, um, like, with a towel on your body or something like that. Yeah, nice. I mean, our skin is the biggest organ and that's that's how we get it all all the all mm-hmm. the good stuff in. Yeah. Nice. Yes. I love it. I love it. I also it. love the hertz, you know, the YouTube on um, like four thirty seven hertz where yeah. you like attuned to a certain frequency. Like I don't know what it is, but I like it. So yeah. <laughs> I've no, been I, using it a lot. Me too. I really like it too. Um I think there's a there's a I'm gonna say it wrong. The Hertz that's that is five twenty eight. I really mm. like that one too. But I was just mm-hmm. looking actually on Instagram before we got on on this chat on this conversation, and a friend of mine who was on the podcast um, mm-hmm. a couple weeks. Well, really, I guess maybe a month or two ago now. Her name's Shidea, and mm-hmm. she had like a whole post with like all the different frequencies and what each of them is for. Oh, huh. yeah. Yeah. Ooh. 
I need to check that out. Yeah. I have been I used like I used a heart chakra one mm. for maybe two weeks because I was like I was trying to work through fear of commitment. Um, and then the breakup happened. But uh, you know, you see how spirit works. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but that it helped a whole lot. It yeah, the heart chakra one and then letting go of negativity and worry and stuff like that. I sleep with them like throughout the night. Yeah. Because um, yeah. I've been sleeping with okay, I've been sleeping with a gong sound and it's specifically Ooh. called the wish fulfilling gong and it's supposed what? to like up your manifestation energetic while you sleep. And I had oh. some pretty major stuff come through in like the last couple months and I hmm. I was telling Ben, my partner was like, that wish fulfilling gong is like really uh, does doing he sleep his, with it too well he has to because i'm oh, yeah, <laughs> he, doesn't have a, he doesn't have a choice i mean i'm playing it so he's so is it like a light like gong, gong it, yeah gong. it is mm -hmm. oh yeah. okay i didn't because yeah. that can be kind of intense so i don't know if it was like gong like it's it's <laughs> why are you treating your partner like that like it's horrible <laughs> He kind of, he definitely likes it now. There's like one, okay. <laughs> there's one I like that's a healing gong. And then there's Ooh. one that's the wish gong. Like during the whole like first nine months of the pandemic, I was doing the mm -hmm. healing one every night. It was just like, let's just try mm -hmm. to stay, you know, let's just try to be okay. Stabilized a little yeah. bit. Yeah. But they're kind of, they're like, they're low. There's, it's like a low Freak. It's like a low sound. It's not like dong dong. It's not like mm, that. That's a, it's like <laughs> a dong, <laughs> yeah, it's dong, more like that. Dong. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I, yeah. I, I I get that. Yeah. Huh. I'll have to send it to you. So you send it to me because I, I am will. into all of it. I do. I like to have that on while I'm reading and stuff too. Because yeah, I, I read. I read a lot and then pay attention to celebrity gossip. So that's yeah. I mean, all, the things. <laughs> all, the, all things. the things, all the things. Yeah. Okay. So I want to ask you about this. So you're going through a breakup and we all mm -hmm. at some point in our lives go through, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I don't know anybody that hasn't at some point in their life gone through a breakup. So mm -hmm. when you come out on the other side of that and you're ready to call in love again, what's mm -hmm. some things we can do to mm -hmm. call in love or what's, what's some things mm -hmm. we could do and maybe things we maybe want to stay away from doing. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and the breakup is like, I, I wish that for this person, the best period, you know, this yeah. note, I am, I have released, you know, we, it was all good, you know, it's totally yeah. fine. But, um, well, before you do any spell work after a breakup, you need to do your reflective reflections on what you learned, you know, and take, you know, be like, I don't want this in a relationship. I don't want to do this. You know, I, I, I will accept this. I won't accept this. So it's very important to not ignore that because with these kinds of love magic is tricky and you got to be very clear because if you aren't clear enough, a lot of times with love, you reflect, you get someone who's your mirror reflection. Mm. So it's like you get someone who basically enables, a, I guess, like trauma and sometimes that is a part of the healing journey, you know, yeah. to have someone that's going to be there for a certain period of time to show you um, your triggers, to show you what, you know, the how messed up your life has been, sort of. Yeah. But do I think that's because that's what I'm doing, because, you know, I'm, I'm definitely about to be in the love magic, honey, trust and believe because my friend has some spell work. He, he has some heat. So I was like, I'm not ready for it yet. 
You know, I need a month or two. I'm not ready. But after I've done, gone through this process, you know, the process is different for everybody. Do your reflection work and then you're ready to step into doing more attraction work. And so I always recommend people make a list of what they're looking for in a partner, you know, characteristics, you know, income, <laughs> if we're being real, yeah. um, you know, professional status, um, everything, physical features like spirituality, all that kind of stuff. So you need to have that list, have it on your love altar. Um, and then I like to, uh, I love planetary magic. So Friday is a Venus day and you want, there's a planetary hour calculator actually that you can look up on Google. And so there's specific, a specific Venus hour, like three times throughout the day and night. And so I have made, let's say, um, whenever I was in the relationship, I made a sweetener um, spray from lavender, um, orange peels, organic vanilla, um, some like love oil that I had, and then Florida water. And um, I made that at the Venus hour on Venus day. Ooh, And so nice. you can tune into the energetics of the planets. Yeah. So that is one meta tip, but also, you know, doing spiritual baths, like you can do one with roses, violets, chamomile, um, you can use a lot of different kinds of like love herbs to do that. Let me look at this up really quickly. I, um, I have this book right beside me. It's like for love basically, but roses are really good to use. Cinnamon, Damiana also. Mm. Oh, Damiana. You got to watch out with Damiana. It'll make you kind of too hot. <laughs> um, <laughs> hibiscus. <laughs> Child. But hibiscus also, you, that is great for love baths. So with the love baths, you know, you can, um, I recommend 20 minutes max because otherwise you get kind of pruney, you know. Um, and so do your love bath, have the love frequency on and think about the ways that you are naturally attracting the um, someone who's going to be spiritually aligned with you um, and who is in agreement with your spiritual court, your spirit guides, your ancestors of the highest elevation. Because you want to make sure that, your gods are okay with the person you're with. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't want there to be a spiritual battle. So I always recommend doing that and just continue working on breaking down um, barriers to accepting love, like accepting the love that you truly deserve. And then I always um, tell people, pray for discernment to know what you deserve and you know what is at your right frequency. Because you might attract three or four people. You know, you might have... A lot of people chasing after you. And then you, you got choices. To, you, you got, got choices. The, you so, got, you know, you got like options. Choices, yeah. And then, yeah, because I on a okay, so I actually did this one love honey pot, and I used um, pepper. I used cayenne pepper, which was a mistake because this person, the relationship was hot. It was like, whew, but then he turned out to be an asshole and mm. treated me kind of. Um, I guess treated me kind of poorly. Yeah. A little bit. But, you know, it was just a very fast, you know, kind of like Mars energy kind of relationship. And it wasn't yeah. really, a, it was a situationship, I guess you could say. Yeah. So we're going to stay away from the cayenne pepper. We're going <laughs> to, yeah. we're going to use some cinnamon. We're going to mm -hmm. use Damiana in Damiana. doses. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hibiscus. Yeah. And then you can use petals. a. Yeah, and you can use a pink candle for love magic. Red is a, is hot, so I don't really know. It depends on how you're feeling. I have used a red candle, and like I said, um, 
that was one instance also where it was like, oof, cha, I, I can't do this right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was like, oh, never using another red candle. Um, so yeah, pink candles are great. But yeah, I would say with the love stuff, doing the external stuff is great. But you want to make sure that when that power comes through, you're able to discern what you deserve. And also, um, you know, that's based on the work that you've done to integrate the lessons from the past relationship. Yeah. I mean, that's so important, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. otherwise you just keep getting back in the same relationship. Fall into the same cycle. Yeah. I mean, I certainly, I I say that from experience because I dated like the same guy over and over and over until, you know, it's because it's like, that's what you're just staying on that same frequency of what you're attracting Mm -hmm. until I didn't until I, until I did that reflection Mm -hmm. work and was like, I've definitely talked about this before. So this is like, yeah, this, when I finally, Mm -hmm. when I finally did that work and Mm -hmm. my current partner, Ben showed up, I was like, well, you're the complete opposite of every single other. Yeah. The only thing that was the same, and I've talked about this before too, but the only thing that was the same is I, I'm all my, they're, they're all Tauruses. So clearly oh, that's a thing. Huh. Yeah, that's a thing. Wow. A, yeah, that's a thing. It's, well, I had one Virgo in the middle, but like mostly Tauruses Oof, my whole life. Hard. It, yes. That's what I said the last time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no offense to my Virgo people. No offense. We love you. But, but you know um, you're hard to date. Uh, yeah. And then mine has been mostly fire signs. Hmm. This was the most recent person was a double Sagittarius rising and sun. And in very Sagittarian fashion, that was how the breakup happened. So I just thought, yeah, Yeah. moving to another city. So I was like, okay, cool. Um, Yeah. Sagittarius and then Aries. I think Aries is more possibly suited for my chart. Aries and Cancer, maybe. So holler if you're out there. (laughs) We're making, we're making love matches. We're making oh, love matchmaker matches. in heaven. You know, like, uh, podcast. Yes, that's what, that's what this episode is. It's matchmaking yes. episode. I had yeah. or- ulterior motives, just so you know. <laughs> so good. It's so good. But it's also like it's it's that's one of the things I love about astrology is you start to know. Like I'm a Leo Sun, Cap Rising, Taurus Moon, and I mm-hmm. attract in Taurus people. And mm-hmm. I also get them. And I, I kind mm-hmm. of like that Taurus moon energy I have. Like, I love the like, I love the like little mm, moments of, place, yeah, yeah, it's it's nice. It's like, I love the little moments of luxury and like mm-hmm. the, the sense of pleasure and like the things like that. And so I like a, I like a partner who gets all that and mm-hmm. is like down for that. Um, mm-hmm. What's then, your Venus? My Venus is Cancer. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. cute. Yeah. And cool. I have to like remind myself kind of often because I've got that like fire Leo energy and then mm-hmm. that Capricorn energy, there can be a lot of, and, and my, and my Taurus, my Taurus moon, there can be kind of a lot of like force in that. Mm-hmm. So I have to remind myself, and it's actually something I kind of write in my new moon journal fairly often is to lean into my Venus and Cancer and like mm-hmm. let the softness let the softness be there. That makes sense. Yeah. It's necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, I like that. Yeah. It's for anyone who's listening and is like, wh- where do I find all that information? You can get all, all your, it's, it's good to know your, it's good to know your sun, your rising, your moon, but you can go way deeper by checking oh into things God. like, like where your Venus is. That'll tell you how you love and how you like to be loved. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. Ah, I've loved chatting with you. It's been so much yes. fun. Yes. It's been so <laughs> much fun. Okay. So I've got five questions for you. Yes. That we're gonna close with. And I'm excited to I'm excited to hear your answers to these because I think it's so much fun to just to get to know each of the folks that have come on the show a little bit and a little bit of a deeper way through these questions. Mm -hmm. So okay. So the first one is okay. Tell us about an object or charm that is special to you. Um, an object or charm that's special to me. Um, so let me think. I actually have um, a ring that is really, really special to me that I've had for about nine years. And um, I kind of just um, use it for protection. But I've just experienced a lot um, with this specific ring. And then, um, I also have a crystal that one of my best friends gave to me whenever I moved to New Orleans. And it's like a prosperity, um, crystal. It's like adventuring. And so I, I have had that with me for like a long time. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. It's, I, I love keeping, keeping that good, that good crystal, that special crystal on your person, mm -hmm. you know, nearby. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Next question is, what is a book that changed your life? So um, a book that changed my life was the Tibetan book of the living and dead. Mm. I read that. Um, I read that back in college. Um, and it is by, um, who is it by? It's by Sogyal Rinpoche. I don't know how to say that. But it's S-O-G-Y-A-L um, Rinpoche. Um, how do you else do you spell it? I think it's R-I-N-G-P. Don't, don't, just Google I'll put, it. I'll put it in yeah, the show notes. Just put it in the show notes. Yeah, <laughs> But it you. is basically, it really helped me um, understand um, life beyond death. And I really, I had like, I guess maybe like a summer where I studied Buddhism, like hardcore in college. And um, I think that it was, it kind of just helped me understand like that nothingness isn't bad, mm -hmm. um, but it's kind of like the nature of um, reality is like impermanence and stuff like that. So yeah, it, I really love that book. It's really great for understanding um, just life in general and coming to terms with our own um, mortality. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna mm -hmm. have to check it out. Got it. I'll put it it's in the good. show notes. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, if it changed your life, it's gotta be, it did. it's gotta be a thing. Okay. Tell me about an experience or a moment that changed your life in a profound way. So, um, I actually had, uh, I did this shamanic ritual when I was in college and it was based on a book that was um, written that was, it was based on a book that was written and, and inspired by the Tibetan Book of the Living and Dead. It was called like The Psychedelic Experience by Timothy Leary. So I did this whole ritual that was like a um, spiritual um, death and rebirth. And um, it involved just kind of like listening to different mantras and tuning into like my um i guess my spirit guides but the place that i was in got struck by lightning it was Whoa. like it was profound it was i'm kind of a storm witch also like i grew up just around a lot of storms and like i i just harness that energy 
And this happened to be on the day of a Grand Cross eclipse wow. that I had just randomly planned, you know. So if you look at the birth chart for the day, it, the um, oppositions create a cross. And so this was in June 26th of 2010. And so, um, yeah, and I have a friend who is with me who isn't super woo-woo. I was the woo-woo one. He was kind of like, he went to law school and he's pretty like, you know, muggle. I love I love him if he's listening, <laughs> but he's pretty, you know, and he's also a straight, you know, and he has a wife and stuff like that. But he was a witness to all the stuff that happened and was like, whoa, and it changed his life also. So I don't know what it was about that day, but that um, maybe it was the energy of the eclipse, but I like, definitely experienced a ton of intergenerational healing because wow. I grew up um, as like queer in Mississippi. So I really processed a lot of um, just understanding the spiritual root of a lot of types of oppression that I was going through. And I understood just a lot of different stuff about like occultism, um, how society makes us kind of like puts us into these boxes that um reinforce polar like polaristic thinking a lot of different stuff i realized a ton so wow okay so when when you were in that experience i'm like jumping off the questions now because now i want to know more about that but yes when you were in that experience you're like practicing mantra was there plant medicine involved too were you like in a psychic you were like you were like in a psychedelic state yes i was I don't yeah. know if we were supposed to talk about that, but <laughs> yes, I was in a psychedelic state, but it was, um, but I had been listening to drums and stuff like that. Cause it's yeah. different if you, it's different if you go to a concert, you're like, Hey, what's up? I'm tripping. But yeah, it's like, it's right, different totally. when you do ritual to like, you know, cleanse and ground yourself. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I was in, well, I hung out in the cemetery, William Faulkner's cemetery actually. Wow. Um, yeah. Cause I was in Oxford cause that's where I went to, um, in Oxford, Mississippi. And yeah, I was in that state, but um, yeah, I just had all these profound realizations and all these synchronicities after that. So it's affected me up until now. And it definitely opened me up as like a portal and channel too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Ceremonial psychedelics is different from what you buy to go to the Friday night show. Yeah, that's different. That's different. Yeah. And this, yeah, this required a lot of reading and planning, all that kind of stuff. So it was way different. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Okay, cool. Amazing. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, all right. The fourth question. What is something that you do for your personal health and wellness? Mm. So I daydream a whole lot. Like, so I like to just have time where I am just kind of tuned out. Um, I like to, if that, I guess that I grew up in the country. So that's a common country thing to do is sit out on the porch and look at the squirrels. But I think there's a more, there's a more spiritual component to it because um, it helps quiet my mind. And so, cause I already have enough. I don't really even need anything around for my mind to be racing. Cause you know, I like, I just like, I'm always thinking about stuff. So I really, that is something that I do that really helps me maintain. And um, I really like that kind of, um, I like to do it alone also, because I um, I definitely have to return back to my own energy. Um, I mean, that was even true in the relationship or being in a relationship too. Yeah. Um, so that is something that I do. And I also grew up as an only child. So I'm kind of just used to 
being with myself. So that's something that I do a lot is daydream and give myself time to also just do some free association with ideas. And that's how I get my downloads. So. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good. So good. Yeah. And, and I mean, growing up in Mississippi with all that nature, it's like a nice return to to that sort of experience. Yes. Yeah. And the oak trees here are so beautiful. It's like, I just go to City Park and yeah. chill out. <laughs> yeah. Same. Same. They're so good. Okay. Last question. Tell me about a moment that you knew magic was real. Hmm. I guess there were a lot of moments that I knew magic. But um, I guess specifically, um, this was maybe, this is one moment, but this is a very profound moment. Um, and I guess I, I consider like some being psychic as a moment too, as a, I guess, magic. But my grandmother, I had moved up to Chicago and um, I was talking to my grandmother. This is maybe like three years before she passed away. And um, we were just talking or whatever. And I told her about my tarot practice and about like the clients that I was seeing and how I do intuitive readings for people. And she was like, she had always been talking about dreams and stuff like that. But she was like, yeah, I have always had premonitions too. And I was like, what? Like, you didn't like, why didn't you tell me that earlier? I knew that she was a seer, but I didn't know that she classified that as, you know, premonitions. And I, she was like 90 years old when she told me that. Wow. And so, um, yeah, I think that's whenever I realized like my own magic, you know, mm-hmm. and how I was like meant to be doing um, what I'm doing as someone who is like, you know, a futurist thinker and, you know, also a medium and psychic and stuff like that. So, yeah, that moment was very special just over the phone. You know, she's like 13 hours away in Mississippi and she's like, yeah, I have premonitions, too. I was like, oh, my God. Wow. You're like, that explains some things. I know. Yes. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Uh, so good. And it's it's so it's so special that you got to have that conversation while she was living. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And to just show her that part of me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. OK. This has been so much fun. Yes. Yeah. I love you. <laughs> I love you. Like, (laughs) this is great. It's literally like a sleepover, like pajama party. I mean, that's the goal is that we can hang out, (laughs) talk about things that people are like, hmm, I think I want to know about that. How do I do spells? How do I do the things? Yeah, that's the goal. So yes, get into that money magic and be careful with the love magic. Do your work before you get into that. Got it. Yep. Okay, everybody. Mm -hmm. Everybody. Everybody's heard it. Do the money magic. Be careful with the love magic. Be careful. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes yes find the right person yes treat the heart right thank you for having yeah. me on oh my gosh my pleasure thanks for joining me and I will um, I'll send you all that stuff we've talked about okay, okay. awesome okay okay how much fun was that as we were finishing recording and we're talking about this storm magic, literally the thunder and the lightning has like cranked up here in a massive way. Just a little, a little bit of that energy coming through from the gods of the storm. So much fun. Okay. Thank you so much, Keonse, for being with me. And to each of you who have shown up every week for the show, I appreciate you so much. Every week, I will be expressing my gratitude because I'm truly so, so thrilled with the response we can 
tenure to get about the show. So I'm going to close with just a couple of quick reviews as I've been doing. This first one is from J.E. Frizzle, and it says, I'm so here for this. You had me at, we're going to get a little freaky here. I'm looking forward to hearing what comes next. And then this one from Cody Elizabeth 8, it says, Love, Andy. Have been such a fan of hers for a while now, and I'm absolutely loving the podcast so far. Thank you all for being a part of this journey. And if you're loving the show, of course, I'd love a review from you if you haven't left one for us yet. And please pass it along the episodes that are really resonating with you or that you think are super fun. If you want to share some love or money magic with someone close to you, pass this episode along. You can follow us and get updates on each new episode over on our Instagram page at yourwoowoobff. Of course, I'm Andy at Girl, And we've got another interview coming next week with Diana of La Green Chef and La Green Therapist. Excited to have her on the show so much good conversation to come. Thank you for being a part of it. Thanks for being with me on this journey. Much love, much love. See you again really soon.